What do the Minnesota Wild need to do this time around against the San Jose Sharks to come out on top? Plus, how big of a factor has the reunited line of Jordan Greenway, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Felino been during the seven-game winning streak? We ask Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's bonus episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. On today's bonus episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the matchup tonight against the San Jose Sharks and how a familiar line combination has been a big part of how the Wilds have been able to rattle off seven consecutive wins. We talked to Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press to get more on that and plenty of other Wild-related topics. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and uh, we've got a great bonus episode for you here today to get you further geared up for tonight's matchup against the San Jose Sharks. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our guest, Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press. And today's guest on our bonus episode of Locked on Wild is Dane Mizutani, who covers the Minnesota Wild and the Minnesota Vikings for the Pioneer Press. We will talk a little Vikings today as well. But uh, Dane out on the West Coast, gearing up for tonight's matchup against the Sharks. First off, thanks for joining. Hey, no problem, Seth. How you doing? Doing well. I mean, great to cover a team that uh, has won seven in a row and is hoping to make it eight in a row tonight. Um, the last time these two teams squared off, obviously the Sharks got the best of the Wild. What's, um, what is going to make this matchup between these two teams this time around uh, a little different outcome? Yeah, um, well, one of the Wild are just playing better right now, right? Like, that's obvious. They've won seven in a row. Like you said, they're hoping to make it eight tonight. Um, they're firing on all cylinders. I, I think early in the season, it was like the team would consistently fall behind early in games, pull off the comebacks, but people were wondering, like, is this for real? Can they continue to do this for 82 games? For the last seven games, they've just blown teams out. Um, I know the shootout win over Toronto, like, that was a very good game. It was, like, hotly contested. Um, but by and large, over the last couple of weeks, the Wild have gotten the lead early in the game, or if they surrender the lead, they've retaken the lead early in the game, and they've run away with the game. Uh, you saw it Tuesday night against Edmonton, um, against Connor McDavid, against Leon Dreisaitl, two of the best players in the world. The Wild made them ineffective. So what's going to be different this time they play the Sharks compared to a month ago? Uh, the Wild are better right now. Um, the Sharks are surprisingly good this year you know I don't, I don't think they're real like I think this they're, they're bound to fall off at some point but you know credit where credit's due they they've impressed in that sense um one thing I think is important to remember when you look back at that Sharks game from a month ago 
maybe Kirill Kaprizov's worst game of his career. Like, I think everyone could agree he was terrible in that game. I think he would agree he was terrible in that game. <clears throat> the next game, November 18th, against the Dallas Stars, that was the day that Dean Evison moved Kirill down in the lineup, demoted him, third line. Um, Dean is, like, one for the cliches. He won't say he moved him down. He won't say he was demoted. He'll, he'll say it's a Minnesota Wild teammate. He's playing with, you know, whoever. But he was taken away from Matt Zuccarello. Uh, he was demoted in the lineup. And ever since then, he's been on an absolute tear. He's looked every bit like the $9 million player that Billy Guerin wanted him to be. So that's another thing that's different this time around. Um, the wild superstar is playing like a superstar. Yeah, and, you know, it's been interesting because uh, early on in the season, it seemed like, you know, the fourth line especially was the line that got this team going. And I know you had a chance to dig into it a little bit more in depth, but Dean reuniting the uh, the most steady line from last year, <clears throat> Jule Eriksson-Eck, Jordan Greenway, and Marcus Foligno, really has seemed to kind of jolt this team, and uh, they have been playing as good as they did last year. Um, you know, what what were some of the, the interesting things that you found when uh, the decision was made to, uh, to get those guys back together on the same line? Yeah, I think the most interesting thing is if you look back to the start of the season is – well, why were they taken away? Like, why were they broken up in the first place? It's because, and I think most people would agree, like with this logic, like Jewel Eric's neck deserved a chance to be the quote unquote number one center on the wild. So to be the number one center or whatever you want to call it, um, that guy plays between Krokoprizov and Matsu Corella. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. You know, that's what Ryan Hartman is right now. He's the number one center on the team if the wild make a trade at the deadline or, or near the deadline and they trade for a number one center, likely that dude is going to be between Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So you got to rewind to to think about like, what was Dean thinking there? Like, why would you break up the most effective line from last year? Well, it makes sense. Like Jewel Erickson has the eight year contract. He has the stability. He He's taken leaps and bounds every single year in the NHL. So maybe this was his chance to like, be between two playmakers and you know elevate his game to another level. Not to say he hasn't, but when you put Greenway, Eck, and Felino together, it's just magic. And like I think that's something Dean Evison knew he was gonna have to go back to at some point, or maybe not have to, but was going to go back to at some point because it was so effective last year. But he wanted to give Julie Erickson that chance um, to kind of be in that elevated role. Now, you could argue, I mean, <clears throat> they're not the first line because I think any line with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello is going to be the first line just per the narrative. Right. But there is no line that's playing better than than Greenway, Erickson, Ekpelino on the wild right now. There may be lines playing as good as them on some nights, but nobody's playing better than them. And it's amazing. You look at what they do together – Jordan Greenway stunk for the first month of the season. He was basically asleep the entire time he was, you know, in games. Uh, and, and he opened up about that with us. Like, I'm not just hating on Greenway. Like, he was like, no, I need to be better. Like, I need to be more physically engaged. And there's something about playing with Jewel Erickson and Marcus Molino that brings something out of Jordan Greenway. And there's something about Jordan Greenway that brings something out of those other two, where it's just like a perfect marriage um, that, you know, even Dean Evans said. Like, I'm not breaking those three up anytime soon. Like, it, the way that they're playing. Uh, I mean, look at what they did to Austin Matthews four nights ago. Look at what they did to to, to Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, you know. 
Tippett likes to break those guys up to try and deepen the lineup. Well, Everson was throwing those three over the board anytime those two were on the ice. And by and large, they stopped him. I know Connor McDavid had an assist, but you know, they, they didn't do anything in that game. And that was that's largely because of Greenway, Erickson, Ekpolino. That line is so good. Um, and I think everyone kind of agrees and feels that like this is the year that the Wild can make some noise. And if they do make some noise, that line's going to have to be huge. And and they have been so far. You look at them, they're three huge dudes. Like, that bodes well for a playoff series. You need that kind of physicality, that kind of intensity, night in, night out. And the Wild have that. They haven't in the past. Uh, they have that now. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take a quick pause, but we'll uh, continue our conversation with Dane Mizutani next here on Locked on Wild. Nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey, terms and conditions apply. I've been hearing a lot about Stance Apparel recently, especially because they just launched a brand new line of active apparel. And with the holidays right around the corner, Stance is the best gift you can give. Stance changed the game by offering color, comfort, and creativity like no other. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, creativity, and quality, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I mean, who wouldn't want to be seen wearing Batman, Star Wars, The Office, Disney, Marvel, you name it. They've got it. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off of your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We're joined by Dane Mizutani of the, uh, who covers the Minnesota Wild, I should say, for the Pioneer Press. And Dane, um, some other things going on with this Minnesota Wild team. Jared Spurgeon expected back, uh, hopefully tonight, but if not tonight, for sure, by this weekend. And... In the past, I feel like that would be an injury that would be a little too hard for this team to overcome. 
But the team just continues to win, and you know it's just it speaks to I think this overall narrative that we've seen this team fully buy in to what they want to accomplish, to where it doesn't matter who's out of the lineup. It seems like they just continue to roll along. Yeah, for sure, and I think like I think Spurgeon will be back tonight. If he's not back tonight, I think like you said by the weekend. Um, just all the reports and talking to him, it's he's getting better. He's getting close. But if you're the Wild and he's not 100%, you don't have to rush him back. And like you said, in the past, you might have to because it might be things might be sputtering. You know, you just lost your captain. You lost arguably your best player. Well, the seven-game win streak has coincided with Jared, Jared Spurgeon being out of the lineup. So he got injured in the Florida game. The Wild stole a point in the Tampa game. Uh, they beat New Jersey the, two nights later, and then they went on a tear. All of that was Jared Spurgeon out of the lineup. That speaks to the depth. Um, that speaks to this, you know, them not feeling sorry for themselves that they just lost their captain. But it also speaks to, like, the talent that I did not know existed in some of these players. Like, yes, we knew Dumba and Brodine were going to be a top-flight pairing at some point in their careers. They are now. Like, that's very clear. They, they, You couldn't put them on the ice enough in, in the Toronto Maple Leafs game or the Edmonton Oilers game. They were ph- phenomenal. Um, but a guy like Alex, Alex Goligoski, like, nobody remembers Ryan Suter right now because he's been so good. Like Alex Goligoski has been everything that Ryan Suter has been over the last couple of years, few years. Um, that's not taking anything away of what, from what Ryan did for, you know, the early part of the decade that he was here and, and turning the help and turn the franchise around. Um, but Ryan's taking a step back. And Alex Goligoski has not only lived up to those talents that, that Suter was bringing night in, night out. I think he's exceeded them. Um, but then look at people like John Merrill like Dmitry Kulikov, like Jordy Ben. Um, I think everyone was worried in the offseason when you lose a guy like Ian Cole, when, when Carson Susie does in the expansion draft, like where is this depth going to come from? Like how, how is this blue line going to survive? And Billy Guerin pulls off three signings that, that uh, to be honest, at the time, I I was like, is Kulikov really going to be like a big-time contributor? And right. What you hope is like a playoff team, a, a Stanley Cup contender in a perfect world? I didn't think so. I didn't think John Merrill or Jordy Ben were going to be able to play like big time minutes. Thought if those two were playing big time minutes, you were maybe in trouble. I thought it was Kalen Addison's job, you know, to lose at that point. But you look at the past couple of weeks, and those guys have been so, so, so good. And you know what you're going to get out of Brodine and Dumba. You know what you're going to get out of Alex Golgowski. But the fact that John Merrill can step in and play in the top four, and, and you don't miss anything, that's great. The fact that Dmitry Kulikov and, and Jordy Ben, Jordy Ben, who had sat out for the first month and a half of the season, comes in and plays and has been so good. Like, that speaks to the depth. That speaks to the talent. Um, look, when Jared Spurgeon's ready, he's he's going to play. It's not like you're like, all right, Spurgeon, you're <laughs> going to be healthy scratch for Jordy Ben. Um, but the fact that it's even like a joking conversation shows how good they've been. And... Maybe you, if you're the Wild, you're like, hey, like, Spurge, take some time. Rest out completely. Don't feel like you need to rush back. Um, I think they're pretty smart with injuries in this organization. I don't think they would ever rush a guy back. Um, but I know there's that internal pressure if you're hurt and, and that want to play. You don't need that right now. The blue line has been so good. Um, and I think that is something that when we look back on this season, that two-week stretch when Jared Spurgeon was out of the lineup, you know, two-and-a-half-week stretch, whatever you want to say, 
and and the people that stepped up in his absence, like that's going to go a long way in, in wherever this team finishes. <clears throat> I wanted to ask about the power play as well, because just like the last couple of years, we're here, you know, 26 games in, and the Wilds are near the bottom of the list, once again, in power play. But it has not hurt them at all this year because they've been so good in five-on-five situations. Is that something that the team, are they frustrated about it, or is it just something that they don't really pay too much attention to and knowing that at some point the numbers are going to even themselves out? I think they're frustrated about it because you look at some of the times when it hasn't come through. It's like big moments. I think of the the two five-on-threes they got in Vegas, and they scored on me their Vegas wins. Um, it didn't come back to bite them the other night, but the Wild get a five on three against Toronto. They don't score. Um, those things, like, you got to score on a five on three. You need the power play to come in, you know, come through in, in big moments, and it hasn't, you know, by and large this year yet. Um, but I don't think they're concerned necessarily because they know it's going to turn. There's just too much talent on, on that unit for it to be this – you know, ineffective for this long. Um, there is something to say about puck luck. There is something to be said about some guys being snake bitten. Um, but you look at last year, like they were on pace to be like one of the worst power plays of all time. And that did even itself out. Um, are the wild going to convert at, you know, a 45% clip like Edmonton does? Like, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't think that'll ever come. Um, but I, they're not as bad as they are. Now. So I think they know they're getting the chances. Like those pucks that are finding their way out of the net are eventually going to find their way into the net. Um, I know analy- that's not like the most analytic approach to it, like, <laughs> like, but like, the, like Dean Edison is saying, like they are getting the looks they want. Like the power play is looking, you know, crisper and cleaner throughout, you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, I think it's going to turn at some point, but yeah, it is concerning when, when your special teams aren't coming through um, on the flip side of that, the penalty kill has been vastly improved. It was very, very good the other night against Edmonton. Um, so I guess if you're not excelling in that area, at least you're excelling on, you know, in the penalty kill. Um, but five on five, this team is phenomenal. So that's the most important. Most of the game is played five on five. So I think that's kind of what they're hanging their hat on right now. Um, they're at the top of the West. Their power play is going to turn. Um, and the fact that they're they're playing so well right now without it you know, with it being near the bottom of the rankings, I think that's something if you're a glass half full person, like you can look back on and be like, all right, well, there's a lot of room to grow stuff. Let's, uh, let's talk a little Vikings as uh, obviously the Vikings in action tonight as well. We'll uh, continue our chat with Dane Mizutani next here on locked on wild. Got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. Plus, their combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. They promise you will see and feel the difference. 
Remember to use the promo code Locked On and get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. BetOnline.ag has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as your favorite sports continue their march to the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action going on this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive the entirety of that welcome bonus. They offer everything from college basketball, the NBA, college football, NFL, NHL, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol joined by Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press. And Dane, much as... Everything, it seems like, has gone right so far this year for the Minnesota Wilds. Pretty much the exact opposite has uh, been the case for the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings play the Steelers tonight. This is obviously a must-win for not only keeping the uh, playoff hopes alive, if there are still playoff hopes, but um, we got a lot of guys fighting for jobs, um, not only on the roster, but the coaching staff as well. Just what sort of sense of urgency uh, do the Vikings have heading into tonight's game? I think a ton. And, like, it's as crazy as it sounds, like, they still can make the playoffs. I think that's something, you know. I don't think this team has anyone's heart anymore. Like, I think everyone's kind of disassociating with this team slowly. Like, you know, why get yourself up to that letdown? <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, like, this team, the NFC stinks. The bottom of the NFC really stinks. Um, they can still make the playoffs. And – they lost to Detroit last week. That's a terrible loss. But they get Chicago twice. Um, Pittsburgh, they're nothing special. Like, And the thing about this team that's probably the most maddening is they're so chaotic and so back and forth. Like, when the season should be over, they find a way to win this, the next game and, and, you know, keep the thing alive. And I think back again, if they lose that game, it's probably over. They win that game. Um, similarly, if they win the Lions game, you know, then you put yourself in a good position. They lose that game. So it's only natural that they're going to win this game because everyone's counting them out. So they're going to beat Pittsburgh tonight. Um, but, I, you know, that's I kind of kid. But, like, I, I do believe they're going to win tonight. I believe there is a sense of urgency. I believe, you know, they are starting to realize, like, just throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. Like, if you, you, you can't target him enough. Like, I know he had 200 yards the other day. They still haven't thrown the ball enough. Like, he was unguardable the whole game. Um, Mike Zimmer, he's, he, I know he wants to be, you know, this old school, like, ground and pound, like, shorten the game, like, run the ball 30 times and let your defense take over, where your defense isn't very good right now. They, they couldn't stop Jared Goff on, on the final drive of the game. So I think you have to have to lean into what you are. You're a good offensive team. You have one of the best players in – the league in Justin Jefferson, maybe the best receiver in the league. I don't think that's crazy. Like, look, you could probably argue a handful of guys, but I could argue Justin Jefferson right back. Like this guy is box office. He's good. He is, you know, 
a transcendent talent as far as I'm concerned. Use him. Um, Kirk Cousins. I'm not the biggest believer in Kirk Cousins, but he's been good this year. They're not why he – he is not the reason the Vikings are struggling. Like, do you want more in certain games? Yes. But you look at that defense, it's not what it is. Like, you have to just kind of outshoot teams at this point. And the Vikings can do that against the Steelers. Um, they can do that at home. Um, so I, I, I sense a lot of sense, like a lot of urgency tonight. Um, I think Zimmer knows, like, you see, is really hot. Like, it wouldn't have, like, wouldn't have surprised me if they fired him last week. They didn't. They, you know, maybe it's because of the short week. I don't know. Maybe they're just, you know, waiting for the season to end. I don't know. Maybe they feel like Zimmer is still the person in charge. I don't know. Um, but I think he knows that, like, you have to win this game. Because, like I said to start, you can still make the playoffs. And while nobody's going to feel that great about this Vikings team, if they do indeed make the playoffs, no one's going to feel like, oh, man, they could probably go on a Super Bowl run. Um, That's always the goal. That's your first goal every year. And the fact that you've been so up and down this year and you still have a playoff spot within your sights, yeah, there's no reason that shouldn't have urgency this year or this week. So I I expect – a pretty good football team tonight. Thursday night games are never great. Like it feels like you know, the short week kind of, I guess to everyone, like it's always sloppy. It's always boring. And I can't imagine, I can't remember the last Thursday night game. I was like, that was great. Um, but I, I expect them to be good tonight, better than they were against the lions, um, which isn't saying much. Um, but if, if they put together, you know, even some semblance of a complete game, like they can beat, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's not that good. No, it's uh, any team that can tie with the uh, the Detroit Lions. Right. It's, it's not saying much. Uh, well, hopefully the Wild can make it eight in a row tonight, and uh, hopefully the Vikings can uh, get the win. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, Dane, thanks for the time. Uh, enjoy the West Coast road trip uh, with the Minnesota Wild, and uh, we'll have to definitely do this uh, a little bit later on this season. For sure. Thanks, Seth. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, now that your first, second first listen of the day is done, make sure to head over to the Locked on Bets podcast for the lowdown on everything gambling related. Locked on Bets is hosted by by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Just like Lockdown Wild, so make sure that you follow Lockdown Wild and our social media channels to get the lowdown on everything going on Minnesota Wild related. We will keep you as up to date as possible with everything going on in the state of hockey. If a puck drops in the state of Minnesota, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.